Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Livonia Stevenson Hockey Podcast, uh, episode four. Paul Mitchell here with Ben Salagi. Uh, moving right along here. Four episodes in, Ben. Here It's like we're flying. We just did the first one here a couple weeks ago, and uh, we are moving along. And um, Spartans uh, living life on the road. Yes. Road warriors. Road Spartan warriors. That's who, that's what they are. Exactly. And uh, they started off the week three games in one. Three games in it looks like what uh, would be four days? Three games in four days. If I'm yeah, doing my math right, correctly. Yeah. Yeah. They started off uh, last Wednesday at Novi. Spartans came away with a victory 5-2. to two. Uh, So we're able to start things off that Wednesday uh, with a nice win on the road. And then it was road trip time. Yes, sir. Getting on a bus Thursday afternoon, heading up to the beautiful Houghton Hancock area of the beautiful Upper Peninsula of Northern Michigan. Copper country, it was great. Think uh, it to like to the top of the cop. Pretty close. I was going to say, we got close. close. We were in the rabbit ear for certain. And we were were very close to the top. Uh, I mean, yeah, you look on that map and um, you're up there, folks. And it's a bus ride, and you know what? Shout out to our team driver, Clarence. Did a phenomenal job keeping us safe, but also uh, making the ride comfortable and relaxing because he does a phenomenal job. We lucked out with the weather, too. We only ran into a little bit of snow once we hit the UP, but uh, pretty much smooth sailing, I would say. Yeah, I mean, Friday it it snowed, but it didn't accumulate, which was interesting. But outside of that, yeah, no, no weather, no nothing. And um, a lot of people's uh, first time being not only up in the UP, but being up in Hone Hancock for the first time for a lot of us, which was uh, very cool. My first time up in the, not in the UP, but uh, up in the Houghton Hancock area. I was going to say it was a first for me in learning the history of D Stadium, the Amphibodrome, and all that stuff. You know, the Portage Lake uh, team started professional hockey. It was amazing. It was surreal because nothing in that building has really changed. I mean, they've kind of... No, that's, up, that's an old-school barn, too. Yeah. I mean, they've upkept it a little bit, but the seats are still very old-school. Um, Steep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. And, yeah. and I got to say, for, for those listening, uh, checking in on the podcast, if you have a chance and you're at uh, on the YouTube and you're, you find yourself going down a wormhole, look up Vice Sports... Uh, it's, I believe the title of the video is called The Perfect Sheet, as in referring to the perfect sheet of ice. And they do a little behind the scenes of the rink attendant yeah. at uh, D Stadium, who goes by the name of Ducky. And it was great because we watched the video going up, and when we saw him, we saw the arena. And, man, the guy looks the same, exactly the same. I think he was wearing the same clothes that he <laughs> wore in that video, the same jacket for yeah. sure. That video was about six or seven years old, as he told us, and the guy was a riot. He was a character, great uh, northern Michigan accent, and uh, took great care of us. So, yeah, we, we great him, experience. We had him on uh, during intermission. Oh, uh, that's right. That's right. That, yeah, you guys interviewed we, him. That's we, pretty sweet. We had Roger interview him, and yeah, during the live stream, we had him, we had him on. It was fun. Very cool, uh, very very accommodating too, because uh, oh, yeah. is was, like a local celebrity awesome. up there. Not only for the work he and does, a great at the stadium, historian too, for sure. Knows a lot about the area, obviously about the rink. But uh, it was a business trip. I mean, you know, it was a business trip. It was all about hockey. It was about a chance to get up there and play Houghton. 
and Hancock, who are two of the top teams let's in the state. I mean, let's call it what it is. They're always those two teams and Calumet. I mean, those are always solid high school hockey teams. Mm-hmm. And um, you better be ready to go as we learned up there, you know, to, to play those teams. And Friday night, uh, the boys took on Houghton and uh, found themselves in a little bit of a hole early on, uh, down to nothing. Uh, I believe after the first period. Yeah. And I think what was encouraging and what was promising and what was good to see is adjustments were made and they came back and they were able to tie the game and they were able to make it a really good hockey game. It was a really good hockey game to watch. It was. It was a a game that the first period was not a typical first period uh, for the Spartans by any stretch of the imagination. You look at the stats and we talked about it during the live streaming of the game. And I don't know what it was, and I don't know if it was like just a bus trip or they weren't used to the gremlins and how they played. Because everyone hears, you know, oh, yeah, they shade you. Well, they shade you, and then they hit you and prevent you from moving the puck, which they did very, very well in the first period. But, um, yeah, I mean, the kids did what you asked them to do. They responded, got two goals in the second period, and... Hmm. Yeah, and tied it up. Um, yeah, tied it up. And, and, and it was a great game. Um, but they found themselves, unfortunately, I believe it was a power play goal, wasn't it, that, that put the Houghton up? I believe so, yeah. Uh, put Houghton up 3-2. Uh, to two. Mm-hmm. And then in the third, uh, Marky Stefanik basically coming in on the left side. Uh, Five was, yeah, was able to put the puck in to tie up the game, which was awesome. I mean, what a big goal for him. Big-time goal. And that took the game to overtime, which was exciting as all can be. I mean, back and forth, goalies played great poles and was making stops left and right, and uh, the game ended up in a tie. So, you know, to come up and play that first game and to play that style and to play the way that it was played and to find, you know, to find yourself down in a, in a hole early on, but to come back, I mean, I think that shows, uh, again, I'm going to go back to the term growth of how the team was able to respond and, and come away because let's, again, Houghton's a good hockey team. Very you know, good hockey team. And they play, uh, you know, they play a tough style, and, and the Spartans were able to match that and, and to start off the weekend with a tie. I mean, especially being down uh, was good to see. Yeah, I mean, you always want to see how you face adversity, right? And the Thanksgiving tournament, you didn't really face adversity. Uh, you had a tough battle against Brighton, which was fun, and you got the overtime win there. But against Cranbrook, you had a, you had a 3 nothing lead at one point. So... I don't think there's really much adversity there. I mean, there was some, obviously, because, you know, what game doesn't have adversity when you're playing elite teams? But this team's never been down 2 nothing, you know, in, in a period. They've never had to get in that mindset to get out of a hole that way. And, and battling back the way they did showed tremendous growth. Even though it shows a tie on the, on the score sheet, that's a win. I mean, that's a win yeah. in any, any stretch of the imagination. Granted, you know, you want to come out with an actual win, but... When you're put in a situation you've never been put in before, and you're still riding that five-game win streak, you know to that point, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, that no is a, that's a lot of pressure, and the and the and the boys responded uh, the way you would want to be proud of them, and, and the way that they responded, they were challenged, and they came out the very next day and put the pedal to the metal too. Yeah, the next day they faced uh, Hancock, which again another another tough opponent. I mean, Hancock's always good. Um, 
kind of play the same style, some hard nose, physical, kind of in your face. And uh, it was, it was a physical game. And, um, you know, Spartans, though, were able to pull through and, and kind of fight through a lot of that, uh, a lot of penalties. I mean, again, having to kill off a lot of penalties. Uh, some five-on-threes. I think two of them in that game they had to kill off. Stevenson had to kill off one in the first period and the second period. They got one in, in the third period. The third period alone, I think, had, and, I, and I'm not really that far off when I say I think it had about seven penalties in the third period alone. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a lot. It was, <laughs> and I guess it was good to see at least, you know, uh, calls on both sides. It wasn't yeah. like it was, you know, just kind of one-sided or anything like that. But they were able to get the W there, seven to two. Uh, and I want to mention a um, couple sh uh, things to mention in the um, first game. Uh, Stephen McDonald got his first goal yep. of the season, which was great to see. And then in the game against Hancock, um, led scoring. Uh, he he started off. Yeah, he started off with the goal. The scoring, and then uh, one of the new guys, Adam Hurd. Yes. Got not only his first, got his first goal, but had two goals that game. Mm -hmm. Got on the score sheet twice. So. Uh, great to see that. Great to see the scoring kind of get spread around and, and guys uh, contributing in all facets uh, on the team. Yeah, I mean, this is one one team that at, at one point, you only had uh, guys like Kimball and Brendan Hurd lead point getters. Now it's now it's a close race. I mean, Hurd and Kimball are still leading the point getters, but McGowan's up there with seven. Suzio's up there with seven. Um, you know, other guys are getting into it as well. Um, Waldo had a lot of assists. Now he's starting to get goals, yep. so he's starting to come on too. Which he had his first goal against Novi too. Want to make yeah. sure we uh, give that shout out. His first goal against Dunn. And then Hunt got his first day. of the season against Novi as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, th and this is the time of year you you do you want to see guys start getting those goals and you know start you know start doing other things to complement their game. And you're seeing it in the point side of the sheet. I mean, it's starting to fill up. It's pretty impressive because uh, every single game I, I update. You know, to make sure that we're giving accurate information, obviously. No doubt. And all of them are just, I'm seeing a lot of like, you know, four points, five points. It's not like, you know, one or two points, a couple here, and then someone's loading it. It's it's evenly distributed. Like, yeah. like two players have eight, I think three or four players have seven, three have six points, and then you have a, a couple of fives and fours. And that's what you want. I mean, it's a balanced team. It's truly a balanced team. You, you want to see if... You can maybe take away someone, you know, another kid steps up. Exactly. So, and that's what you want to see, and that's one thing, again, with growth with this team has been exponential. And which kids have had to do. I mean, uh, you know, we've mentioned injuries. Kids have had to kind of get shuffled around, take mm -hmm. on res different responsibilities. And um, so it is. It's, it's good to see that not only kids get on the sheet, which is always great, but I think just overall the commitment to uh, – playing good defensive hockey and, and playing tough and, and the responses to adjustments and to the coaching, um, I think speaks volumes. And, and, and shout out to those guys because uh, the job uh, the coaching staff did this weekend, I think was, was amazing because I mean, you got, yeah. and, and not that you would ever use things as excuses, but you have a lot of factors. You got, you got a long bus ride. You got a new play. You know, people have never been to places before. You got teams you've never played before. You know, in the and we played Hancock before, but you never played Houghton up there. You know, a lot of different things and a lot of young kids. You know, first time things, and I think to take that all into consideration, mm -hmm. the job that they did, uh, I think, speaks volumes, um, and it just shows that uh, these guys know what they're doing. 
Well, and, yeah, um, and plus it's your first time, for some of these kids, it could be the first time away from their parents for multiple nights, right? I mean, even though they're with their teammates. Yeah. You know, usually in, you know, AAA you do, you travel, but usually you're traveling with mom or dad or, you know, exactly. something like that. So, so that's a challenge in itself. Well, and, and also, too, I do want to mention, because I think this is great stuff, you know, you always want to see, excuse me, see things validated through wins, of course, but you also want to see things get validated um, just with, you know, things away from the ice. And we did hear uh, quite a bit this weekend compliments, even from stopping at a rest stop, to the behavior of the kids, to how well they were behaved at the hotel and how well-mannered they were and at a restaurant, how well they were behaved. So uh, it just speaks volumes, again, to the staff and what they what they work with these kids with. And, you know, a, a lot of high-character kids on this team, you know, all of them, and, and just what a really good weekend, uh, especially for new kids that are, are coming into the culture. I mean, that's expected. It's expected of any team, of course, but – it's expected, when, you know, as part of the Stevenson program, that you represent yourself and your school and your family and everything when you're away from the team. So I think they did a really good job. Uh, great weekend. We were able to, uh, uh, you know, ha- do really a, have a good job in both games. And then we had some fun Saturday night. We were able to yes. take in a Northern Michigan-Michigan Tech game, which is a great rivalry, in-state rivalry in college mm-hmm. hockey. That was awesome. That was that was amazing. It was it was fun to watch. Normally, you know, everyone when they see rivalry hockey, it's in the GLI, right? Where yeah, you know, everyone always like Michigan, Michigan State face off. Obviously, Michigan Tech and uh, you know other teams come down for it. But that was a fun experience. Even the kids got a shout out uh, on the yeah, video on board. the big screen there. Um, that was pretty cool. You know, as, as you know, not only on the scroll was like you know teams that are here, but they even had a cameraman come up and you know say hello and. It was a good experience. It was. It was, it was well, a good I, way to I, see quality hockey. Too. For sure. And I think it's great, especially with kids that have intentions of playing on, but also to see hockey like that played at that level, the pace and the speed. And, I mean, just even watching the guys in warm-ups, even in the uh, introductions, just how fast they move and everything's with a purpose and everything is speed and everything's, you know, the compete level. And, I mean... It made me want to get on the ice and go play a game. I mean, just watching that, and you know, so I, that's anytime you can have the kids see that, I think is awesome. So, uh, just a great way to cap off the weekend. Um, taking that in, I mean, a, a very very cool opportunity. And then, um, yeah, it was back on the bus Sunday morning and um, back home here to uh, lovely Livonia, which uh, a little bit different scenery. It wasn't as snowy, which we'll, we'll take, I guess. For now. Yeah. I, I like the snow. So I, Hey, snow's great as long as it's uh, roads are clear and everybody's being safe. But, yeah, it was a uh, uh, great travel. You couldn't ask for a better travel day. I mean, the sun was shining most of the way. And, yeah. You know, again, Clarence doing a great job. Going over the Mackinac, some of some people's uh, first time, I know. Did not like that. Yeah. I, it's, the bus it's, swayed a couple of times. Well, it it's, it's, me out. It's crazy. One thing that's crazy about that is um, – I mean, you are higher up on a bus, there's no doubt. Oh, yeah. You can see a little bit more. But uh, what a cool experience. I mean, just uh, having the opportunity. Shout out to Coach uh, David uh, to uh, for putting that together. I know that's something we've talked about for years of doing. Um, just even wanting to get up there and, and see that area, uh, which was great. Um, you know, awesome, awesome weekend. It was. So, but the, uh, the road... Warriors continue, even though 
Coming up, we will be at Eddie Edgar. Yep. Um, big week ahead, big weekend ahead. The Spartans are going to have uh, this weekend to get you know dialed back in and practice and 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 you know work on stuff here. And then it's Saturday is the second. Uh, I don't want the second annual. It would be annual. Yeah, because it is the second uh, annual showcase, which features the MIHL versus the KLAA, mm-hmm. which last year was awesome, which means this year is going to be just as awesome. Great matchups. Well, yeah, it's one of the top two conferences in all of high school sports for hockey and going at it, seeing who's the best, because everyone always asked, you know. Who do you think's better? Is it is it the MIHL because they have these teams, or is it, is it you're like yeah they're good? But also, don't forget about the KLAA. They still have you know the Brightons, the Stevensons, no. you know Novi because Novi recently you know in the last ten years won a state title too. Northville always makes it a couple of times to the final four. They there's quality teams on both sides, and the best part is the last three or four years. D1 finals, MIHL versus KLAA. It's it's Brighton yeah. and, and Catholic Central. Well, so. and, and you look at D2 finals, yeah. have always had at least one KLAA. Mm-hmm. Um, and even going back to last year, Churchill representing KLAA. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, it was a sweep. It was three teams, right? Yeah, it, yeah I believe so. I believe it was uh, three teams all, all throughout the divisions. And, and, you know, you see these, you know, showcases – in college sports, like the ACC, Big Ten, you know, matchup in basketball, and you know, everyone's always you know wanting to know who's better, and the fact that we get to do it at a high school level and see who's better yeah. is really really fun. The matchups are always good; they're always competitive. Well, and that's just the thing too. I think one of the big premises behind this was, you know, on a lot of given nights throughout the week, you might have a a, a KLAA MIHL game going on. Mm-hmm. But this is just a great opportunity for people to be at one spot on one day, uh, especially scouts-wise, to come see good hockey. And yeah. I think it's uh, – and I'm going to say it right now. All the credit goes to, to David Mitchell. I mean, I, he was instrumental in putting this on, and, and I know him, and he worked with a lot of coaches. So shout-out to all the MIHL coaches and and um, KLAAA. But I know last year uh, – uh, Stevenson uh, pretty much hosted it, uh, you know. So shout out to my brother and my my father that, that were did a great job getting this thing going, and I know a lot more people are involved this year that are helping out, and we we, we have uh, people from each team now that are helping host it, and it's shaping up to be a really really cool event and a great day of hockey. And for the Spartans, it's going to be a rematch of last year, and they're going to be taking on Orchard Lake St. Mary's, which is going to be a battle. I mean, that's always a good game, and, you know, it's always a, a big tilt. So that'll happen Saturday, I believe, at 5.30? Correct, 5.30. Yeah, one of the later games. Because I believe, too, some games of note, you're going to have Brighton and CC, I think, rematch. I, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so that'll always be a, a big one, a little rematch of last year's title game. Um, but you know what? For anyone that's just a fan of high school hockey and you're in the area, check it out. It's all day. You can't beat it. It's it's the like Ben mentioned, two of the best conferences in the state. So a, a lot of good hockey. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to start early at Eddie Edgar and, and, and go throughout the afternoon into the early evening, and um, it's going to be a lot of fun. I don't know. I think Ben's so excited. He's uh, he's looking for words 
of enjoyment to say. I mean, it is. Like I said, not, not to be repetitive, but it is. It's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be a, a great time. And yeah, I mean, it's it's quality hockey from ten o'clock till ten o'clock. It's yeah. it's twelve hours of of very very solid hockey. And I'm, I'm the part of the reason why I was quiet. I, I was going to pull up, uh, you know, St. Mary's roster and, and and stats and and whatnot. And uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just. It's well, I know we have a little issue with the uh, in the Stevenson Hockey Podcast Studio here. Some of the walls are. Uh, it's keep okay. the service from um, uh, working too great, but yeah. Nevertheless, no, it, it's gonna, it, it's going to be fine. fun. It's, They're always they always come uh, with a good roster and ready yeah. to battle. And Bryce so, Callen, number seventy, he leads their. He has nine goals. Yeah, uh, five of which came in one five game. Five came in one game, but so. still nine goals, three assists. Uh, their second point getter gets most of them on assists. That's Chris Patrilla, and then Preston Hazelton is right up there. Jake Dykstra as well. And Coach Clanau always has a very disciplined team. Um, if someone were to ask me what their weaknesses are, sometimes it's conditioning, but that's later on in the year. I mean, when it's around this time of year, every everyone is pretty much the same way, uh, conditioning-wise. So I don't think that's really going to be a factor this time around. But um, it's, like I said, any, anyone from the M- MIHL, it's always tough hockey. You know, it's always going to be – you know, can you move the puck? Can you score when you need to? And one thing that Stevenson's really good at is jumping out on teams early. That's why Friday at Houghton was just so weird. Steven, Stevenson usually leaves the first period with a goal or two. They always do in, in, in every game, and they've outscored their opponents in the first period by a wide margin. So it's going to be interesting to see if that's going to be the same case and if we're going to see uh, how the Eaglets move on and and who's going to win the showdown this year? Because I think last year the MIHL won it. I believe so. So, got something to play for. Pride. So, exactly, yeah. Go uh, KLAA. That's who we're pulling for here, of course. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, big day of hockey. It's like we Kala. mentioned, no. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be at Eddie Edgar. Um, so, if you can make it. Um, of course, uh, Ben and Roger will have the call of the Stevenson game, mm-hmm. and I believe uh, your partners will have the call of the Salem game too Correct. as well. Yeah, yeah. So you can find that on Sports Radio Detroit, very top uh, of the uh, website. We have an SRD prep area. You just click that. The games will be there, and yeah, I think on Saturday we actually have three games going. Oh wow, great! So there, there's one point in uh, in the week where we. Where we will, we'll have three games going. So awesome! The well, goal good, is always good, to get good, more. Good traffic for you guys, and because you guys do a great job, which was awesome. It's well, so cool to look up. We're up in the UP, and it's awesome to look up and see your game getting broadcasted from the UP. I mean, first off, from anywhere, but looking up there, I mean that that was really cool. It was really special. We're glad that you guys made the trip, and uh, it was just. Uh, it, I know the people down here are the people that couldn't make it. I uh, loved it. Love listening to that. So, just another cool aspect of what we're trying to do, and trying to not only help uh, Stevenson but just high school hockey grow. I mean, you're seeing guys now move on, uh, you know, play juniors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple. Of, I, I guess news of that too. Uh, uh, it was cool to see on Saturday night uh, Jake Bonet, uh, former player of Livonia Stevenson last year, get his first goal for the Aberdeen Wings in the North American Hockey League. The man with the heavy shot. Oh, and it was him. a Blast from the point, just a ripper. Um, we saw like some video of it. Yeah, I mean, well, it was you know, and and kudos to that guy. I mean, that guy's 
just been doing nothing but working working his, his, his rear end off and, and you know he's he's doing a great job there at Aberdeen. Um so and then it was cool to see um Logan Neaton from Brighton yeah. uh commit to UMass Lowell. Yeah. Um you know, so a couple guys from that team too. I mean you got Adam Conquest, uh Sam Brennan, um, and then I'm I'm sure you're gonna see Tim Urkula, who's uh one of he's just an outstanding defenseman. Uh, for Brighton this year, uh, was awesome in the MDHL. So, I mean, it, it just speaks volumes for where high school hockey has come and, and to see now that it's becoming uh, a breeding ground for, for, for junior hockey and for kids now not only to, to play junior hockey but to get to the D1 level. And, to, to, and it's showing kids that that path is obtainable. Uh, yeah. So I think that's great, and um, it's something that, uh, you know, it's it's – it's, it's great to see. I mean, it's very deserving for, for Michigan High School Hockey. Well, there's something to be said for school spirit, right? I mean, when you're playing, I'm not belittling AAA hockey in any stretch of the imagination. So don't, I hope anyone listening, I'm, I'm not belittling it at all. It, 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 there's merit there. But there's something about playing for your school, playing for your community. And, you know, there was an instance a couple of years ago, there was a player at Catholic Central who played AAA. And then his senior year, he decided to play at Catholic Central because he was at USA Hockey two, uh, this would be three years ago because Brighton won back-to-back. So three years ago, um, he saw the year before, so four years ago, he saw CC Winnetuck. And he, he just looked at the reaction of the crowd, the student section, and said, man, i got to be a part of this. So he called Brandon Kalanick, who's the head coach at Catholic Central, and said, hey, you know, when are your tryouts? And he said, well, they're this date. Came in, tried out, made the team, actually got a goal in the state final. And I kind of used him as the anchor point for the game story of that because there's something to be said for playing for you know your community, where you live. I mean, if you're playing AAA hockey, yeah, you're still playing for that community there, you know, but it's a smaller community. It's the community of your team, which is still very, very important. Don't get me wrong, but you get a little bit more when you play high school hockey. You play for your school. You play for... You know, your friends that you see every day. You're yeah. not, you're not, I, it's the wrong word, but it's the closest word. You're kind of still an outcast. If, if like, you have friends that are playing on, you know, like, you know, let's say they play football, and then they ask, hey, are you going to play, you know, are you going to play hockey for us? You're like, no, I'm going to be playing AAA like I did last year. People kind of look at you a little bit different. And so that's what I like about high school hockey. You're right. It, it's becoming more and more legitimized and more and more, Kids even see it as a path to not only be a part of the community that they grew up in uh, and take ownership of that community and, and help that community, but they also still see that even if they do that, they're not cheapening their shot at playing. No, you know, at, at getting tendered, you know, for juniors or you know, you know, getting an opportunity to play D two or D three hockey somewhere. So it's that. That's why I like it. It's, well, it's really it, good. It, and you're, you're spot on. And I think the thing, too, is, is the growth has, has, has just become huge in high school hockey. And, and you, you add on things, too, now where I know people say, well, the season is shorter. Well, the actual season may be shorter for your school, but now we have things like the Michigan Developmental Hockey League, which adds on. You know, you add those games on. It's, it, it makes the season even longer, and the kids are able to get out there and, and make that league. You know, you're playing amongst – you know, the best kids in the state. I mean, so the options have just grown. 
Um, and I, I just like, you know, as we mentioned, it's just becoming more of a path for kids to see that, you know, they can move on. Um, they can play elsewhere after, uh, you know, after they've played for their high school team. So it's just, it's just awesome to see you're seeing it more. And, and anyone, um, you know, obviously you're happy for anyone from any program that's able to make it uh, on to the next level. And you talk about, I mean, even whether it's a, a junior team or, you know, playing D1, D2, D3, I mean, and we were up there this weekend at home. They had Finlandia, D3 school, which is growing and, and getting better. And, and you know, they had a high school hockey, uh, um, a player from Howell who was playing at Howell last year mm -hmm. who was able to make that team. Um, so, you know, especially that's awesome for kids that just want to play on and play yeah. a few more years. I mean, there's yeah. options out there now. We got kids playing at Grand Valley State. We yeah. got kids playing at Lawrence Tech. Yeah. And, and, and these teams that they're playing on are, are becoming more competitive, more, you know, they're, they're better. They're not just, uh, I mean, they're, you know, used to call them club teams. Well, these club teams now are taking, you have to try out for it and you have to, they're taking kids that played AAA or maybe play a year of juniors or that, or, you know, or play high in high school. So it's just great to see and, um, you know, a great weekend for that, uh, for exposure. And that's going to be another thing for the showcase coming up for, for scouts to see. And, and, and that's the key, the key too. Anytime we can get more and more exposure for the sport, for high school hockey, the better. And that's what this weekend is going to be all about. Um, is getting the exposure, and we're going to have a lot of scouts in the building uh, to see some good hockey. So looking forward to that. That's the next uh, thing up on the dock for the Spartans. Again, that'll be versus Orchard Lake St. Mary's. And, um, yeah, so looking forward to that. Moving along, time to bring in coach, head coach David Mitchell to the podcast. Coach, uh, great week. Uh, the Road Warriors here, you guys had four games on the road. In the past, what five days? I think what? Yep, what, three yeah. and four. Three and four. Three and four. Four and five. Four and five. Three it was four. something like that. I don't know. You're on the road, though. Three you guys uh... don't try to get me in trouble with the state, okay? <laughs> I mean, you can't get me. In... No, no. You can only play three games in a week. All right, uh, all right. Three and but, four. Well, hey, you started things off on Wednesday with a win against Novi, and uh, you know, so congrats there. And then you guys had a pretty successful trip uh, up in the Houghton Hancock area. Yeah, the, the Novi game, um, we got off to a really good start there. We, uh, you know, got the three goals, um, you know, quickly and got off to a good start. But give, give Novi credit, they punched back at, you know, got a goal before the end of the first. And uh, and they, they were pesky the rest of the way. They did not uh, let us pull away and, 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 and take total control of the game, you know. But uh, it was definitely nicer being up than it is chasing the game. So, but uh, it was good to get out of there with the win, especially, you know, as, as we talked about last time, when you have a trip, you know, the next day to keep uh, keep everybody focused on the task at hand was was a really uh, was really good and a, a good testament to our kids to to stay focused with that. So it was good to get that win and, and get out of there. And then, uh, yep, we made the long trek up to the Houghton Hancock area. Had a couple games there. Um, you know, first, you know, just want to thank. Uh, you know the coaches and the staffs of both Houghton and Hancock and, and and the people up there for having us. It was uh, a tremendous experience. Uh, you know, from playing both those teams and seeing Ducky and and getting the tour of the D Arena and and and, and the Hoco Arena and in the area. It was. Uh, you know, we had high expectations of the trip going in in terms of you know what we would see and what we would experience. And I think it's safe to say, at least from my standpoint and the team standpoint, that. 
uh, it exceeded expectations. So, um, you know, in terms of off the ice, it was great. On the ice, it was it was really good hockey. Uh, the Houghton team was, you know, I think, you know, we respected them going in, and we left with even a greater respect for them. Uh, they're going to make some noise this year in Division Three. Whoever comes out of there with Houghton, Calumet, and Hancock will, you know, as they traditionally do, make some noise um, in Division Three. So uh, it was a, a really good up and down hockey game on. Friday, we were, you know, we chased it a little bit, but I give our kids all the credit in the world uh, after getting punched in the mouth, really, in game one, in the first period. You know, we fought back and then, um, you know, ended up there with a 3-3 tie. And then the next day, I think we, we cleaned things up a bit and then uh, and, and had a nice victory there. And then, you know, culminated with the Michigan Tech Northern game, which was a great experience for our kids. So all in all, I think it was a great weekend. Uh, you know, just very quickly, I want to thank, I mentioned the, the teams that we played, but all the people that, that, that went up on the bus with us and, and our bus driver, Clarence, for sure, is the best in the biz and uh, just really had a, a great experience and was a great thing for our program uh, to get to do. I was going to say, I think on Friday, it was the first time you guys had trailed since the Brother Rice game. And I think that would be a good kind of staple of how you guys have grown in the first four weeks. Um, would you agree with that? Would you, because being down two goals after one period and then using the second period to knot it up is not an easy task, especially against a, a, a team from the UP who plays disciplined hockey and has a very good coach and Coach Markham. What do you think that says about your team? I, I have to, yeah, I, I think you're right on. I, I mean, I, I and, and you guys know me, I'm pretty brutally honest, right? Like the, the Brother Rice game never had that, you know, I always thought, well, okay, if we get going, we could get going, and never really had that thought. Kind of the same feeling after the first. I mean, we, we went in, and and uh, I told Coach Markham after the game, we didn't talk so much about what we didn't do that first period. We talked a lot more about what they did. And, and you know, again, we talked as a coach. You wonder, are we going to respond? Are they going to push back? Are they going to, you know... Are they just going to keep taking it? But our guys, um, you know, we came out and started playing better in the second period, and then uh, and then we just made a play. I, I mean, we executed. If you watch it, you know, Waldo, Waldo does a great job along the wall getting the puck out. Patty McGowan picks up the puck, and, 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 and he executes. He makes a play to Jaden Spears, and Jaden, you know, puts one, puts one home, a one-timer, passes a goaltender, and, and that got us going. And, um, you know, it's just it's nice to see that guys you know we're, we're able to execute in those adverse situations because we all know you go down three nothing there it, it's not looking really good but to get that goal and make it two two or two one and then you make it two two and then even when we came out in the third we you know we thought we were playing well but then they got the goal and and, and we still came back again so I, I I would agree I think it's a it's a, a huge testament to how our, our kids have grown how we are starting to mature, which, you know, we talk, you know, quite often about playing mature hockey. So, uh, you know, at least for right now, it seems like things are going and trending in the right direction. Another uh, indicator of that that's very easy to measure, just look at your guys' stats. For a while, it was just two guys that was leading you guys in the stat column. Now, you look at it every single game, everyone has, like, they're pulling within a point of each other, and it's multiple kids. You have two kids at eight points, I think three kids at seven points, three kids at six points, and so on and so forth. It's it's the whole like team effort that you're seeing and that growth is really coming. What have you seen uh, that 
is it like line to line kids getting more confident and shooting more pucks on net or the game slowing down for them so they're seeing that you know extra move for a pass what are you seeing where you're getting contributions from from every line yeah like the balance right now is unbelievable and exciting and it's um it seems like it's a different kid or a different player or a different line every game that um where you know if a line isn't producing like a while back it was you know it was heard Kimmel and Suzio and I don't think I don't know if they were on the score sheet much this weekend but sure enough McGowan was and the Novi game hunt was and, and and those are those are three different lines right there so you know, and then and then we're getting we're getting you know production and contributions from our back end with the Adamics and McDonald and and now Adam Hurd who is, you know, I think up at eight or nine points now. So it's really really nice to see. I mean, you strive for it as a coach, you hope for it as a coach. Um, when you're balanced, it makes it makes your team. I think. Makes obviously makes your team better, but I think it makes it tougher to compete against because now, like, which line are you know other teams going to key on? Well, take your pick right now. You know, we have, we have three, and even at times four lines going, and and uh, and then our back end jumps in. So it's nice getting production offensively and from from all around. And now we got a couple kids still out too that will right. be getting back pretty soon. So you know we're just we're just going to keep going here. We're going to keep trying to grow. We had a you know a good a good trip home and a good day today and. And, and, you know, we have a big week ahead of us of practice to try to get better. Just one uh, other thing that was noticed from this weekend, I don't think a lot of people maybe have noticed it. I mentioned it on the live stream of the games. Adam Hillebrand, I don't think, lost a draw. I think he went something of, like, 22 of 22 with his draws. What have you seen out of uh, Hillebrand that he is just able to anticipate that puck drop and win every battle for you? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, funny, I think it's been a couple things, because at the beginning of the year, it was, it was Ian Kimball that wasn't yeah. losing much, and we started going to Ian quite a bit, and I think Adam is the type of kid that said, whoa, 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 coach, um, you know, I can do that too, and and Adam Hillebrand is just a kid that, that oozes hockey, I mean, he is, is hockey through and through, and then the better thing is he's Stevenson hockey through and through, he is one that just cares so much about this team, cares so much about the program, wants to do so well uh, for, for, for this, this program, and he's going to battle and compete. And, and he gets, when we talk about, you know, we, we often say, as most coaches do, that the face-offs are the first opportunity to compete, and, and he gets that. And so he's a competitor that's looking to compete. So you're, you're dead on, even though some things at times don't show up on the score sheet. Um, you know, contributions right now are being made all throughout all throughout the lineup and in different facets of the game. And, and, you know, that's a good call that face-offs and a kid like Adam Hillebrand is, is, is definitely doing that. Well, Coach, congratulations on a great weekend. Um, successful trip. I know uh, you guys uh, did a great job on the ice and, and just off the ice, too. The kids were well-behaved, <clears throat> had a great showing for the program, and uh, things don't let up. you got a big week of practice, and you're right into the KLAA versus MIHL uh, Showcase, which is huge. And I mentioned earlier you, you were instrumental in putting this thing together. This is going to be the second annual, um, and it's going to be a great uh, great day of hockey coming up this weekend here at Eddie Edgar. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Um, yeah, our schedule, I mean, it's pretty spread out, but <laughs> thinking about it, our next four games are Orchard Lake, Brighton, Plymouth, 
and Salem. Like all top 10 teams right there, you know. So uh, here's a good chunk of our schedule that's going to find out, you know, really what we're about. And, um, but it starts with Saturday with Orchard Lake St. Mary's. You know, you talk about a team like that who is, is a traditional power and with a player of the year candidate and Bryce Callen, you know, we're going to have our hands full. But, you know, you said it, uh, it starts in the morning, I think, at 10 a.m. and goes all day, uh, the last game beginning at 7.30 p.m. That, um, you know, not just myself, but all the coaches around, you know, have basically said there are so many great high school hockey games and for the chances, not, not just for people and fans of high school hockey, but for scouts especially to see these kids under one roof rather than have to go to Trenton and rather than have to go to Oak Park and Livonia and, and Plymouth. They can come one place, and we already know there's going to be a number of people in, in town for that day. Um, so, you know, we're excited. We're looking forward to it. It's um, a good opportunity for high school hockey uh, to put its best foot forward, and, and uh, we feel that these are two leagues that will, will help do that. So, um, you know, we saw some good high school hockey. We know there's good, if not great, high school hockey around the state, but this will be a day that highlights, uh, you know, to the, the leagues from around here that have pretty strong programs within it. Obviously, when people talk high school hockey, they always talk the KLAA and the MIHL as the two premier, uh, or couple of premier um, hockey conferences in the state. What is it about the two conferences? Obviously, it's good coaching, good players, but there has to be a little bit something more than that. I think that the way the kids play, um, I'm, I'm in within both conferences, uh, they just play for the love of the game. They play for you know, the, the name on the front of the jersey rather than the back. Would you agree with that? And, and what do you think, you know, is a common bond that these two leagues share since they play elite hockey? I, I would agree with that. And, and I think that um, I've often said people make programs. And so you have some of the most storied programs in Michigan high school hockey. Obviously, there's others, but you talk about the Trentons and the Catholic Centrals and the Brother Rices. Um, it makes you think of Mike Turner and Gordy St. John and and Lou Schmidt and some of these people that did such a great job with these programs. And now, you know, Paul Muggeth at Brighton and Rick Gadwa at Heartland and then the Jerry Ventos at Plymouth and Asimak. I mean, now they're these, you mentioned great coaches, but they're not just great coaches. They're also great. I think they're great developers of not just talent, but they're great developers of culture. And when they've done that, like what Turner's done down at Trenton and Catholic Central, they've developed a culture, which in turn's developed a community. And when you develop that community aspect, that leads to rivalries, that leads to fierce competition, but a respectful competition, right? And so you have so many programs like that within the two leagues um, that, you know, the Gross Point teams, I mean, we can go on and on, right, with, with up and down that day. And so... I think there's such a respect for the people that have come before us in those communities and those programs and then being carried on by people that are currently there today. I mean, think about how many alums are, you know, from Trenton there are and how many alums from Catholic Central there are and now the Brighton kids. I mean, how many, you know, Kurt Cavisto, Brighton was just telling us that Logan Neaton just committed. That's his fourth one off the last couple of years of that, those teams. And so you're having these such successful kids that are going out representing that, that, that school and that community and in turn that league. And so, you know, to bring these two leagues together it is, it was pretty natural. It was pretty, pretty fitting. And, you know, we always joke and talk about the ACC Big Ten Challenge. I mean, you guys know how this developed, right? It was, it was, it was 
Sean Belegian was in the middle of a, a thing between Craig Seskowski and I, and we were going, ah, well, we win more games. No, we'd win. No, no, so why don't you do it? I said, all right, I'll make it happen. And they were like, huh? And we made it happen. And so, you know, it's going to be great. Sean's going to be there, and, and, and John Kidd and state champs will be there. And so it's going to be a, a really exciting day. So I just hope, unlike last year, where I don't think we put our best foot forward, and me as coach, I think this year i got to focus a little more on coaching rather than spending the day doing the doing the day stuff. So I'm going to pass it on to Paul Mitchell. He can do that stuff to the, there. So I'll be focused on that because I know we have another tough game in Orchard Lake St. Mary's again. Well, well I'll be there as long along keeping the, the family tradition with our father, a.k.a. Herb, which uh, is huge in helping helping that day out, which, <clears throat> again, no, will, will, is no short of a success last year. I mean, it was huge. And as you mentioned, Dave, you know, it, it's, it's a great opportunity, not only for people to come see high school hockey on that day, but to bring in scouts and to, you know, me and Ben mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast just the, the number of kids, and you talked about the bright guys uh, moving on and how high school hockey has become a, you know, a path for these kids to get to the next level. And so it's exciting. It's great to see uh, things like this showcase, which is just, uh, you know, another means to, to showcase, the, showcase uh, you know, the sport for these guys to see. Yeah, we're excited. We're, we, uh, we can't wait. We're excited for it. Um, it's, you know, it continues to grow. It, 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 it's, look, I, I, I told Sean today after getting back and, you know, I just want to be perfectly clear, though, too. It's it's These are two great leagues. It's going to be a great day of competition. But as you guys will both attest to, you know, now we've been to Traverse City and we've been out west to the west side and now we've been up north. Michigan high school hockey is pretty healthy right now. And we just got to keep doing – I think we just got to keep getting the word out there. I think we got to keep promoting the product because the product, I think, is really, really good. And I still don't believe that everybody knows it. And, and that goes from, you know, hockey fans to scouts to team, junior teams and colleges. I think they're starting to realize it. But I think the more and more we continue to, like, to do what you guys do and to do what people from around the state are doing, I think it's only going to get better. And, and I think we're, we're headed that way. And so it's, it's really exciting. I was going to say, you have a tough battle against uh, Coach Clinnell's St. Mary's team on Saturday. Always a well-coached team. They play the game the right way. What have you seen from St. Mary's that gives you maybe pause or something that you know you guys have to game plan for? Because we all, we already know it's going to be a tight game. Yeah, and, and I, I mean I'm not one usually to say one player, but when when a kid has five, when they beat Cranbrook yeah. in seven four, and a kid has five goals, I, I think you can say Bryce Callen. Sure. You know, and so I think it starts with with Bryce Callen and, and identifying when he's on the ice, and you know I've got the opportunity to coach him and you know, with Team Michigan, so I know what type of player he is. And, uh, you know, it, we'll have to make sure to, to make make things uncomfortable for him. And, and uh, But you mentioned there's other pieces there as well. They play a pretty structured system, and, and uh, there's a ton of skill on that team. It's, it's a team that you have to do your best to limit them offensively and to take away, you know, their options. And so, you know, we're going to make sure we do, we do our very best at that and, and making sure that, you know, to – to deny not only Bryce and, and his options, but uh, the options of everybody. So we'll we'll game plan for that. You know, coming up in the next couple of days. You know, right now it's 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 about the, you know a couple of days of development, and then we'll um, we'll start gearing up towards that. But you're right, we'll have our hands full, and uh, you know, but we are definitely looking forward to the challenge. One thing you and I. Have- 
talked about on this podcast and even off the record a couple of times is... Oh boy, off the record stuff, here we go. <laughs> is, is just how, how uh, you're still working on the power play unit. and sat- <laughs> Dang you. <laughs> but Saturday's game, you guys got ample opportunity. Granted, I, mean, I think in the third period alone, there was about six, I think, or seven penalties between both teams. So you got to work on both you know, the kill and the power play. A lot of kills. Yeah. Yes, we did. A lot and, of kills. But also, you guys were getting power play goals this weekend, too. So something's working. Are you starting to see that click? Is it, is it something that's starting to go? Because <laughs> I'm laughing because really we kind of changed things up and we, 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 we rather than mixing personnel up, we, we kind of kept it structured and kept guys within their lines and tried different things, to tell you the truth. Yeah. And, and it seemed to click a little better. So, you know, we, we went after fluidity, I, I think. I don't know. Every coach has their different style, a different system. I, I'm one that, you know, I think there's a point somewhere and you try to best to find it to say, okay, I have to give this long enough to work, but I also then have to, you know, find where it's not working to try something new. And sometimes I abandon it too quickly and sometimes may, I may keep, keep with it too quickly, but I think that's where we're at, right? That's yeah. where we're at in terms of like, Okay, if it's not working like we wanted to, to you know maybe try some different things, try some different formations, try some different you know line combinations, uh, or unit combinations in this case. Um, so that's really what we're doing. I, I still don't think we do a good enough job, and, and our guys will tell you this: of funneling pucks to net, uh, of taking necessary what the other team gives us. Um, you know, sometimes we force too much, or we we let things go that you know opportunities may be there. Um, you know, I. I Back to the Travis Harvey's day, I, I equate it to baseball, right? Like yeah. a pitcher makes a mistake, you, you know, you crush it. And and sometimes if they don't, and you, you know, you swing it and you go up there trying to look for home runs, you're striking out. And, sure. and sometimes we look for home runs and, and they don't work. And so it, it's a matter of staying patient and staying, you know, staying, you know, looking at the different options and allowing our kids to make some plays. So we'll continue to look at it and continue to, you know, like you said, it was nice that we're getting chances because even yeah. I told the kids, you know, I'm not concerned with goal scoring nearly as much as I'm concerned with opportunities and chances. And so we are getting more of those. So, um, you know, it was a step in the right direction. But like you said, we had quite a bit of time. I mean, it was uh, it was a special teams game really. Yeah, I think worked, we had yeah. two five-on-threes against and mm-hmm. one four. And yep. and so, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's something that, you know, some games some games it's all special teams. Some games there's yeah. none of it. So that's, that's sports. So, you know, you, you do with what you have. So, But you also are – Working with you know the five forward line as I like to call it as your first unit, and then still working within the structure of keeping guys like Spears, Hunt, and McGowan together as your second unit. I think that's working very very well too, um, and I think those opportunities will come, especially from that five forward line. You know, moving Suzio back, you know, playing defense with with Adamic, and as we mentioned, you know, Hillbrand winning so many draws, you can trust him to still be your center, and you know, Hunt or excuse me, not Hunt. Um, Waldo doing you know a good job at, at wing as well. I think I think you may have found the right mix to get that going. I hope so. I mean, we're going to continue to continue to push and evaluate and, and assess and all that stuff. But the guy, the guys know now. They know they they know that they'll get power play chances and power. And it goes back to goes back to what you said earlier. When we're so balanced like this, I have no problem telling you it's tough picking ten. Sure. You know, it's tough picking ten. When we get a couple guys back, we literally may have three three different units, and that's 
I don't know, and I can't say for sure, but I, I don't know many teams that would do that. But we, when we're so balanced, I don't know that, you know, because we talk about, well, let's load one up or load do this, and then we all look at each other as coaches and say, okay, if we load one up, who do we put? You know, who is, you know, because there's, we have, we have really good hockey players and we're, we're really excited about, but I don't know if anybody stands out, you know, to be that far out of the next guy. Right. You know, there's not that huge gap with this team right now, which is really, really neat. It's uh, it's a pretty good good group off the ice in terms of bonded and then balanced, like you said, on the ice. So um, we'll try to use that as a strength rather than, you know, thinking that that's a negative. Well, Coach, uh, great job this weekend. I mean, it shows that the work that you guys are putting in. Um, kids trusting the process. Um, and we mentioned, too, not only were they great on the ice, they were great away from the ice. They were... I think represented their community and represented the team very well in themselves. So congratulations on that. Um, thanks so much for putting this showcase. I know you mentioned you instrumental in getting this together. We're looking forward to that this weekend. Uh, so we wish you luck. A uh, great week of practice and good luck this weekend uh, versus or Orchard Lake St. Mary's. I was thinking this is a long one, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, I, you know, because then I'm thinking, like, is anybody still listening at this point? Yeah, for sure. You think so? Because we get into the X and O's. We peel back the onion a little bit. Really? Yeah. Because I was going to throw it out there. All right. So the first person, the first person that's listening right now that's coming Saturday, I'll buy two tickets for. Okay. Okay. They got to email me. Email me. Text me. Whatever. Tell me you heard the podcast. You heard me call out. And no, don't be texting people. I can see Ben's already. I'm going to... You can't, and no, you're not eligible either, Paul. You're paying. Okay? I'm working. <laughs> you're paying. But yeah, I'll throw that out there. If somebody okay. hears this, okay. then we'll find out. Sure. We're all going to be disappointed because I ain't going to get any texts or emails. Take it. No, no. I, I, I think people will because, again, I think people the, appreciate it. The first the, one, uh, I'll put their names on and I'll put 10 bucks in the till. So there you go, parents. You want a, you want a free game, just Two tickets to them. M-I-H-L-K-L-A-A Showcase. Say that five times fast. It was one who won it last year. It was, wasn't the MIHL by a game? 6-4. Yeah. So it's kind of, I think it's got to be right or cup rules, right? If 5-5, five, five, they retain the cup. 5-5, five, five, you know what you guys should do? Just split it? No, shootout. But it would always be the last game. Right. The last okay. game has that added pressure if it's 5-5 five, five and, you know, that those two teams. See, I, go, think, I think you could go, go ride a couple rules. That How about too. this? Would it work? <laughs> no, this probably wouldn't work. Make it like the MLB All Star Game, where if the two teams happen to make a state final, they get home ice. Whoever wins. <laughs> I don't think the okay. MHS would ever agree to that. <laughs> Seriously, like, that would that would never happen. No, no, no but I, I like the rider. Like I like rider. Well, I know they're not going to stray away from their coin flips, so. <laughs> all right, easy. Jeez. Yeah. All right. That, that's Man. Paul Mitchell. P. Mitch at, no. P. Mitch 1-8. Send all your... Look, you guys have heard me. I would. I will state, too. Like, let's... We want to get into that, but MHSA, things are headed in the right direction. Yeah. They're right in, headed in the right direction. Um, very excited about where things are going. So, um, it's going to be a good day of hockey, a good day for high school hockey. So many... I mean, like... I, I joke about it, but tonight, you know about the canoe game tonight? Yeah. Portage Central, Portage Northern, playing for the canoe right now. Yeah. Everybody, they started at 6.30. Last heard, Portage Central was up to nothing. There you go. Um, Wednesday, a big night in Traverse City Wednesday. Yep. Central and West play. That's yep. on my bucket list to see a Central West game. Yep. Yep. Okay. 
Imagine being up for a whole Hancock game or a Hancock Calumet game being up there. So that'd, that'd be, be pretty fun. exciting. So that'd be fun. There's a lot of good stuff going around the state. So, but I think a shootout. If if, if it's five five. All right, you can shoot you can out. you can at, at when it's how about this when that's going on you could tell my dad you could tell my dad hey we're gonna do a shootout and see how that goes over <laughs> like but like not like for like next year right so like it, I think it would encourage the kids to stay you could have think of the lines you could have like oh my gosh you're talking about pulling teams like kids? yeah no oh yes my gosh. that's what I'm okay. talking about you played in a ten o'clock game you got to stay just in case yeah, there's a just shootout. in case there's a shootout <laughs> in your gear. Like, you're gonna come off the bench, you're gonna be ready. I think that'd be amazing. It would, but logistically, be, I know that would be impossible. I'm but, standing by my Ryder Cup rules. Ryder Cup rules, would Ryder Cup rules, a tie. You can either put both names on there as split, but I think that as in the Ryder yeah, Cup, if you tie, you retain the cup. I think that would work better for logistics, but I, I'm, I'm just like in my head seeing like you know, guys like a kid from Stevenson and a, a kid from Brighton and because you know, that's the thing. You guys are five, but have you gone through and have you predicted each game yet? Have you done that? No. I, I'm, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to be there for every game, though, <laughs> yeah. on, on Saturday for certain. But haven't how, predicted how did our high school football thing work out? We never checked. We never checked that one. But, um, yeah. Pick, somebody, I, picked, somebody picked reading, and I, I picked Breckenridge. So I think that, that, that got me. I think this year, though, the KLAA is going gonna, is gonna to take one. I don't know. There's some... There's some, there's, there's, <laughs> Some strong MIHL teams. There it's gonna, are. It's going to be a good day. Let's just put it that way. It's going to be a really good day of hockey. So we're looking forward to it. So let me give this back to you. Thank you to everybody out there. Hit me up for those if those, somebody sends me for two ticks. Those two people uh, that are those listening. Those two right people now. that are listening. Um, and hey, thank you. We, you, mentioned, you say you mentioned our sponsors. Thank you very I much will. to our sponsors. Uh, everybody that stepped up this year, really appreciate it. Thanks for everybody for all the, the support uh, and, and you guys for what you do. Um, Appreciate everything. Bye-bye. There he is, head coach David Mitchell, on an extra special lawn edition of the <laughs> Stevenson Hockey Podcast. So if I you're still awake. I think people like the X's and O's, though. Oh, without a question. I, I think it opens up a, a, a different side of things, and um, it, it makes it interesting, and it gives it more of a uh, real feel, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the cool thing is, is, is you know, I mentioned you know, having, before having you on makes it a great conversation. Uh, rather than just myself talking aimlessly, wandering. Um, so it's been great. So uh, thank you to Ben. And um, we're going to keep things rolling along here. We, we're Actually, we're not done. Uh, we just have one more segment, excuse me, segment that we like to do. So with that said, okay, so now we like to do the portion of the podcast in which we bring in a player on the team. And this week we'd like to welcome Senior forward number nine, Patrick McGowan, also known as Patty, right? Yes, sir. That's what we call him. Patty, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Paul. All right, so uh, senior, right? Uh, been on the team now a couple of years, and um, you guys just racked up uh, a pretty good weekend up north there at Houghton Hancock. And, um, you know, uh, not a bad start to the season so far. Uh, I got to be pretty happy with the way things are going. Yeah, I think we had a really good weekend, really good experience for the team, really starting to come together as a family. Yeah, was it your first time up in the UP uh, that far north? Uh, it was not. I actually went up to Calumet a couple of years before. Really? Did you see any hockey up there? Uh, I did not. It was for states, so it was oh. quite a lot of hockey. Oh, okay. 
We were actually just about what? I think like less than 20 miles away from Calumet. About like 15 that minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, so you were just a little bit further north. They went deeper in the copper mines than, yeah. than we did. We got to the entrance. We're like, nah, we're good. When you went up, did you take a bus or did you? Yeah, we took a bus. Very similar trip. Uh, we actually got to practice at Michigan Tech. Uh, not go to a game, but really good experience then too. Well, it was pretty cool. We got to see a game. Yeah. Michigan Tech. That was a pretty cool experience. Great atmosphere. Eh? Yeah, great, at great atmosphere there. Yeah, a lot of fun there. So, well, I guess because uh, we, you know, you're going to be on our player spotlight for the Orchard Lake St. Mary's game. We're going to have that either in the first or second intermission. But have to ask you, um, how have you worked on your game to get a little bit better uh, this year? Because you're starting to come on a little bit. You're starting to, you know, see the net a little bit better. You're making plays. You're getting on the stat sheet with assists. Can you just? Uh, yeah, definitely in the offseason, definitely uh, lifting a lot of weights, trying to get my uh, speed up and strength, uh, stay on my feet a little bit more, and uh, be able to handle myself in the corners, and I think it's really helped me out this year. What do you like about your line? Because, uh, you, I mean, you play with some really good players. What do you like about your line? Yeah, I think I like playing with Spearsy a lot because he's really quick and fast, and I can he reads the play a lot or really well like me, sees the game well, always there. I like having Waldo on the line because he likes to kind of get in there and get dirty and come out with the puck and bang some bodies around and uh, always seems to hit me and Spearsy with the puck and uh, we seem to make some plays out of it. Well, you got to be happy too. Um, you had a really good season in the NBHL, which I, I think helped you get ready for this season too as well. Yeah, I think uh, this year's MDHL definitely uh, helped me get ready. Uh, definitely uh, up to the speed that uh, regular season is. And um, I think this year's MDHL also helped with uh, playing at a very fast pace. That was kind of our coach's motto, doing everything really fast. And I think I brought that over to this team. What is, how do you play faster? Does it, you know, what does that usually entail? Because when I played in high school, granted, I didn't play hockey. I played other sports. But it was you know, just the same thing, doing things like quickly. How did, how did you take that coaching and put it into action? Um, definitely just keeping my feet moving uh, the whole entire shift. Sometimes I like to, or in the past, I've uh, just kind of coasted around, but really focusing on just moving my feet all the time, keeping my speed up, and that kind of translates into making plays faster. Well, that's something that uh, I know coach preaches, I mean, practices. I mean, the speed has to be there. And I think one thing that's shown with this team, and um, I think you know is, is, and a lot of people don't realize how important it is when you're playing without the puck. You know, constantly have to keep your meet, feet, excuse me, your feet moving. You have to be moving with speed. And because the puck's only on your stick for a short amount of time mm -hmm. in the game. But I think yeah. it's showing, too, that you're realizing uh, not only you, but the team, how important it is to be moving quickly without the puck. Yeah, Coach Thompson's always telling us that speed kills. And uh, we have a lot of speed on this team. And if we use it, I think uh, we could do some great things this year. You guys are obviously the defending KLAA champs. That's a huge mantle uh, to carry, especially with this year. And you guys still riding, you know, a five, six game uh, win streak. How have you guys taken last year's success and transitioned it into this year? Um, I think definitely uh, we got some confidence. Our returners brought some confidence in winning from last year, trying to carry it over, teach it to the younger guys after that. Uh, First game, we definitely hit the reset button, started working, got back to basics, and I think it's paying off really well for us. Out of the young guys, I mean, you guys have a lot of good uh, sophomores, Ethan being one of them, but what have you seen from a 
group of sophomores that you guys have with this year's team that has stood out to you? I think for sure uh, Aiden and Marky on the back end stepped up big early, some big minutes. And um, I think Brendan Hurd and um, Ian Kimball on the first line doing really well with Suze. Looks like they have some really good chemistry up there. What have you guys also have done to kind of, you know, as you said, you guys had to hit the reset button after Brother Rice, but what have you guys have done to kind of still pull those guys along so they can still have success in their roles but understand that the success also betterment, is the betterment of the team? And I think we uh, definitely went back to basics as in like lockdown D, um, compete a lot more. Um, we didn't forget what we've already learned, but we just wanted to hammer down the basics of the game, and I think it's definitely helped us out for sure. How do you guys? How do, sorry. How do you guys uh, challenge each other in practice, though? Because obviously, there's I've seen you guys do walkthroughs, which are different. Those are just fine tuning things. But how do you challenge each other? Definitely trying to. Uh, we definitely try to embarrass each other and make the other guy look bad. But uh, definitely, um, yeah, just competing every day. It's always a grind. Just battle each other and makes each other better. That's fair. That, that, well, that's one thing that I think is, and as Patty knows, I mean, um, practices. Practices are, are, like Coach says, are gold. And I think you just have to be able to be in a mindset to where you're going to go every chance you get and you're going to fly and you're going to be have to be fast every time because otherwise guys will just kind of get weeded out, right? Yeah, you definitely got to do some stuff to stand out in practice, whether that be beating the other guy that you're up against and making him look bad, but you got to do what you got to do. So we've talked a lot of hockey. Let's yeah, good, good. I like the, I like the uh, interview here, though, so, Patty. You got some good hockey uh, responses there. I like Yeah, it. well, let, let, let's change it a little bit. What's your favorite TV show? Uh, my favorite TV show? I actually don't really watch that much TV. If anything, NHL on the fly. Okay, but, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. You can never go wrong with NHL on the fly. Yeah, for sure. But okay, so do you have a favorite like movie that that you have or? Um, I pretty much just watch Netflix, whatever's on there. But I do like um on Hulu, Rick and Morty, good show. That's yeah, that that that's a good show. Cannot say I'm familiar with Rick and Morty on the Hulu. I don't have the Hulu. Well, really quickly, Rick and Morty is basically Morty's Rick's grandfather. And he's a mad scientist, and he... That's Rick. Yeah, Rick. Yeah, Rick and, is, and then... Is it an animated one? Yeah, no. and, and he always pulls him into different hijinks and and whatnot, and, and that's basically what it is. So, yeah. How about... Uh, this is a, a cliche question, I know, but I always like a asking this because I'm always interested to see you're a hockey guy. Is there someone... In the in the in the NH, you know, in the show that you watch and you watch video of, or you try to emulate, or you try to take things away to bring to your game. Yeah, I got a couple players I like to watch. Uh, one not being the show, I like to watch Jack Hughes a lot and see what he does, kind of like at a so to speak lower level and how what he does. Great answer because that, that kid's phenomenal, and I mean the tape on him is is something yeah I think would be beneficial to, for any hockey player to watch. Yeah, I'm also a left-handed shot like him, so I like to see like what he does on different sides and what plays he makes. He's always throwing the puck in. He uses his speed so well. I like to watch a lot of videos on him. And also I like to watch uh, Patrick Kane. Just like, one of my favorite guys. Is it there. because he's a really good hockey player or is it because you share the same first name? Well, obviously <laughs> I just share the first name, but that's how he got my attention. But obviously watching his uh, highlights and him also being a left-handed shot, kind of a smaller forward, likes to dangle a lot, be shifty in the corners, similar player to me.
another another fine player though. Yeah, that, that's a couple of great answers because I mean you have your usual suspects that are up there, but I love the Jack Hughes answer. Um, that guy's going to be uh, uh, probably the first round or first overall pick, which would be great for the Wings. I know people are saying lose for Hughes, but um, yeah, great answer there. I mean, um, anytime you get a chance to watch film on that guy, it's pretty special. Yeah, and actually those two are compared a lot. Patrick Kane and yeah. and uh, Jack Hughes are compared. So it, I don't know why any other, any other forward wouldn't want to look at those two guys and, and you know, steal a couple of things. No, and I think, too, I mean, right, I mean, you don't just watch stuff to see sick goals. and stuff. I mean, you watch, you know, you try to pick up uh, habits and see what they do and, and the reactions and, 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 and watch them in a game and, and watch them away from the, you know, away from the puck and, and do things like that. I mean, so mm -hmm. those are the things, you know, playing hockey, I mean, that you got to be looking for, right? Yeah, uh, for Jack Hughes, I like to look what he does, like, away from the puck and how he gets so open and how his teammates find him the puck. He's always got a stick on the ice and stuff. And uh, Patrick Kane's always, like, he's kind of always feeding people with the puck and always making really good assists. I like to look for that. One thing I like, too, that I've, I've noticed with you this year, too, is um, just when you're getting at options, just getting pucks to net. I, I like that. I think that's something that... Um, We've seen that uh, obviously you can continue to do, but I mean, just any chance you get ripping pucks at the net. I mean, that's I don't think kids do it enough, or even you know whatever at any level. I think um, the old again cliche pucks to net. I mean, it works. You can score from anywhere, and I think that's something that uh, you know I think you're learning. You know, getting some assists and getting something to go in. That's that's something that you just any chance you get, you got to do. Yeah, Coach Mitchell's really been on me a lot in practice about shooting the puck more and stepping into shots and shooting off the pass, but uh, noticed a lot at the Michigan Tech game uh, and uh, Northern, they just always throwing pucks at the net, and a couple of them just like one in, like two or three of their goals, just people just throwing pucks at the net, getting traffic there. Um, haven't quite had the luck or success, you'd say, but I've definitely had a lot of shots on goal, way more than last year for sure. Which is great though and key, and you got, I mean, obviously, you ain't gonna score if you ain't shooting, so yeah. that's, and you mentioned the Northern, at the Tech game, yeah, I mean, Guys were throwing the pucks at net from from anywhere, you know. I mean, from down low, from up top, any chance they get, once they hit it on their stick, they were uh, they were letting them rip. So, um, you know, it was great to see that, and something obviously you'll continue to do and take in your game. So I got nothing else. Well, hey, um, I, say, I, I, I asked all my yeah. Well, no, you know what? Great. Spotlight. One thing that's awesome too, Patty. Thanks for coming on. Is is you can see um, uh, the guy. You guys are all you're doing a great job. Obviously not only on the ice, but uh, you know, doing things like this, these interviews, and, and helping us out, and and uh, congratulations on a great weekend. And then we mentioned earlier that uh, just not only success on the ice, but you guys, you know, showed very well, very well, you know, behaved, well mannered, all that kind of good stuff. And I think that's something that you're showing, um, showing these young guys what it takes uh, to be a Spartan. Yeah, it's a big part of our culture here, being uh, well, well nice young men out in public and just showing the younger kids how to, how to treat other people and just how to be good citizens, I guess. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. We wish you luck this week. Have a great week of practice. Continue to do what you're doing because you're doing a great job. And uh, good luck this weekend against Orchard Lake. Yeah, thanks for having me, Paul. Awesome. There he is, senior forward, number nine, Patty McGowan.
Okay, and that is going to officially wrap up episode four of the Livonia Stevenson Hockey Podcast. As always, want to thank the head coach for being on, as he is each and every week. Want to thank Patrick McGowan, and as always, need to thank Ben Salagi. Check him out on Sports Radio Detroit on Twitter. Uh, you guys have been awesome for us, Ben. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. You, you make you make the broadcast, the podcast, all that good stuff. Uh, one thing I do want to mention before we end is uh, we've had a lot of contributions by sponsors this year. And when you come to a home game at Eddie Edgar, you'll see a banner uh, with some companies on there. And we uh, want to make sure that we do give them a, a very big thank you uh, for their support of um, uh, Livonia Stevenson Hockey. And uh, just a few to mention, Kona Ice, uh, Makula Dental, uh, Zagata Farmers Insurance, Pro Sports Zone, uh, and Livonia Sign and Art, and Wolverine Packing, just to name a few. Thank you so much to those uh, companies for helping us out, for, for uh, sponsoring Livonia Stevenson Hockey. It is truly appreciated. Uh, we thank you very much. And um, that is going to wrap up this week's podcast. Uh, we'll have a lot to cover next week after the MIHL versus the KLAA Showcase. Yeah, it's going to be, be some good one. stuff. It's going to be a fun one. It's always going to be, I mean, showcases are great, but this is, I mean, up there, obviously, with the MIHL showcase, that's, you know, that's the premier showcase in all of Michigan. I think this is, uh, like, right underneath it, though, because you have the top. Number two. Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> you no, know, it is. Because you is. have the top two uh, conferences going at it. So a lot of good hockey being played on Saturday at Eddie Edgar. Uh, you can catch the Salem game and, of course, the Stevenson game on SportsRadioDetroit.com. All you got to do is go at the top bar, go to SRG Prep, and they will be right there. Uh, and we're looking forward to it. It's going to be it's going to be a it's good be battle. Awesome. Yes, and if you can't make it, please check it out. These guys do a great job with the broadcast. So lucky to have them. They'll have the action uh, coming to you from Eddie Edgar Ice Arena. So once again, thanks. Hopefully, you guys. Uh, there's a few people out here listening. Take advantage. Get a get a excuse me. Get a hold of Coach. David, um, he will definitely come through on those tickets for sure. Um, so thanks to everyone, and we will talk to you next time. See ya.